Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports at the bar, audio, media, radio, and podcast network. A follow, share, subscribe, like at Harp on Sports on all your platforms Twitter, Instagram. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and of course, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. What do we have in store for you? Uh, A little Packers perfection playbook. They did. Now that we find out that they've agreed, in theory, to trade Aaron Rodgers at the end of this season, the Packers played this brilliantly, perfectly. Everybody that said they should have traded him, were wrong. So we're going to look at that. Also, Tom Brady dropping a bomb on the Players Union. Uh, The NFL Players Association. It's interesting. We find out today via Forbes magazine that the average value of an NFL franchise went up double digit percentage points, right? Is it between 10 and 14%? The average value of an NFL franchise went up, but the salary cap went down. TV deals went up. And there's a moral of the story here. You could see this coming five years away. You could see this coming 10 years away. Not the pandemic, but the players signed a new. You know, bargaining deal, they knew what was on the line. You could warn them a decade in advance. It wouldn't do them any good. The owners have the deck stacked in their favor. The pandemic just helped them with that. So we're going to look at that as well. And the U.S. or Team U.S., hey, as it's become an Olympics in which we are rallying against American athletes. And there are two teams that haven't done anything wrong. But he loves America so much. How come you don't care about these teams? The ratings are down. And yeah, yeah, there's good reason for that. And it's not protesting. So we're going to look at that as well. All right, let's start off with this first. The Green Bay Packers. The way they handled the Aaron Rodgers situation. Perfect. Perfect. Sometimes patience is a virtue that no one has in their wallet. No one has it on their resume. And the Packers, when Aaron Rodgers expressed his anger, expressed his animosity. There's certain things that we don't know. They sent people out to meet with him out on the West Coast. Those people came back. Um, You know, that bombshell dropped during the draft. We thought, oh, they're going to trade him. They're going to trade him. They're not drafting any position players to make him happy. As long as you're paying somebody that much money and they're at the end of their contract, it's not like he's 26 or 27 years old where he had all sorts of leverage in a decade's worth of talent that teams would have been clamoring for. He's in his late 30s. Still talented, yes, but he's got, what, three, four years left in him? It's a different beast. It's a different set of standards. It's a different set of rules. And this go-round, the Packers looked around and said, boy, we've got three years left on his deal. We've got a quarterback in Jordan Love. Let's just wait. The minute the draft hit, they weren't going to be able to scout that or put anything together and get quality in return. So they waited until after the draft. Now training camp starts to open up. They look around about a month ago and said, if he shows up, he shows up. If he doesn't, he doesn't. We had, you know, Jordan, Jordan Love, Jordan Rogers, Jordan Love with us through all the OTAs. Aaron's fine. Aaron knows the playbook. Aaron knows what we need to do. Jordan Love now? Oh, baby. He just got to spend three weeks with these guys. He understands the system. This is great for us. We'll wait. They redid his deal. They were patient about it. They voided the last year, and Jay Glazer had the report during the Hall of Fame game that what? They've agreed they're going to try to work this out. If they don't get it worked out by the end of the year, they'll trade him. They'll trade him. Do they lose a little leverage with that? Maybe. What were they going to get for him now? Only three or four teams would want him. Who'd want him? 
that would have the goods to go get him. Maybe the Eagles, maybe the Broncos. But this offseason, how many teams will want him? Who knows what's going to happen in Indy with Carson Wentz? There's guys that we don't know what's going to happen in Miami. We don't know what's going to happen in Philadelphia with their quarterback situation. I doubt they would ever trade him to the Lions, but who knows what's going to happen with the Lions in their quarterback situation? Who knows what's going to happen in Carolina with theirs? Who knows what's going to happen in New Orleans with theirs? See, you're going to have eight or nine teams that can buy for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Packers know this, so they said, you know what? Let's work this out. We'll make him happy. We'll, we'll, we'll patch it together. We'll patch it together. Not going to be a long-term solution, but it can be a short-term solution, and sometimes that's what you have to do. Think about like a major appliance in your house. Okay, we can order a repair part. We may be able to get another year out of her or so, so okay, let's do it. That's what it is. We'll buy a new car next year. we got to get something new for the car. What do we need? Oh, need a new carburetor. All right, it's going to cost a couple hundred bucks, but better than buying a whole new car. They patchworked it, put it together. There you go. And now what? Now you're the Packers. You dance for a year. No, you have to be willing to have some thick skin. You have to be willing to have some criticism. Remember when Aaron Rodgers tore the Packers apart? Everybody thinks that Aaron Rodgers is owning the Packers, but is he? How? He tore them apart in his introductory press conference. And what the Packers do? They're smart about this. And, you know, all walks of life have gotten a little bit smart about this. The wise people don't cave to criticism right away. They don't cave to a Twitter mob. And good thing. Strong backbone. Owners, bosses, leaders can be a bad thing, but they can be a great thing. In a crisis, they have to be a great thing. And in this case, it was a Packers crisis, if you will. Aaron Rodgers, star quarterback's unhappy. Ownership said, okay, let him be unhappy. Who cares? Who cares about the offseason? Who cares? It's April. Who cares? It's May. Who cares? It's June. Who cares? It's July. Oh, he's going to rip us at the beginning of training camp? Okay, is he here? So what? Oh, you you, you got to trade him. No, you don't. The Packers played this perfectly. Perfectly. Tell me what they did wrong. What did they do wrong? They should have traded him. Why? More teams are going to be suiting for him this summer or this winter. Why? Well, he's going to be uh, a mis... He's going to be a, a, a miscontent, a malcontent in the locker room and cause problems. No, he's not. He's going to do tank on purpose. Come on. Drive down his value so nobody wants him. Stop it. Packers perfection. They nailed this. They did. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how other teams react when it comes to things like this. Like, if I were the Houston Texans, remember when Deshaun Watson wanted out? Deshaun Watson wanted out. Watson wanted out. Um, He's banged up a little bit at camp. Who knows how much he's banged up? There are women coming forward now with their stories on Deshaun Watson. It doesn't look good. They're not trading him. (laughs) Who's going to give you anything for him right now? Nobody. Remember, he's never going to play for the Texans again. Showed up at camp. He practiced. Sure likes, looks like he wants to play. There's some guys you can call their bluff on and it doesn't work. Sometimes you can call their bluff and it does work. The Jaguars a couple years ago found themselves in a jam with Jalen Ramsey. In a jam. What was the difference there? Uh, Jalen Ramsey was just making, what, $6 million a year? $5 million a year? Wasn't making $20 million a year, was he? No. And the other thing... Not just money, quarterback. Quarterback's a different thing. So they get paid so much. It's a special thing. Good for the Packers. They nailed this. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, another quarterback, Tom Brady, coming out. I, I think this is so interesting. The Forbes article, or the Forbes, I, I should say, piece on the value of NFL franchises. Franchises continue to go up, 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 up in value, despite a pandemic in which... Stadiums couldn't have fans. Uh, 
the loss of interest in some markets because of how bad teams were, but that's the case every year, led to what? It led to the value of franchises going up. Think about, and everybody that talks about how important fans are, I want you to think about this. You didn't get to go to any games last year, really. Some, what, maybe a third of stadiums, first few months of the year. Mm. Think about this. 70% of NFL fans didn't get to go last year. They're worth more money even though you didn't get to go. How is that possible? Ratings were up, but they didn't skyrocket. You figure the empty stadiums or emptier stadiums. Maybe a couple of people had gotten their hands on one of those Nielsen calibrators, but they didn't. So what happened? Stadiums, a third or less full, values of the franchises went up. It's all about TV money. It's all about TV deals. Tom Brady coming out and saying, hey, the salary cap went down. TV revenues went up in terms of contracts with the NFL. So TV makes new deals with the NFL. TV deals go up. NFL franchises go up. Our salaries go down. Huh. Be wary of rich men that pretend that they're poor. Oh, we have no money. We have no money. Now, if you're the players, will you remember this? You say you'll remember it. You act like you'll remember it. Will you remember it? <laughs> no. We forget what we did last week. This is one of these things, all oh, the players are going to remember this. Yeah, like remember the Saints, the Bounty Gate thing. Oh, we're going to stick it to them the next contract negotiation. No, you're not. You're never going to stick it to the owners. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Billionaires will always win over millionaires. Can you try? You bet. What would I do if I were the National Football League and our players? The Friday night before the season starts, I would send my NFL Players Association rep in and say, none of us are going to play this weekend. None of us. Good luck. If the NFL players were serious about this, and they should be mad. You bet they should be. The owners cried poverty and said that they needed $20 million or whatever it was, pay cut in the salary cap. The players agree to it. They take it. The NFL comes out with a new TV deal that makes them more money, and they come out, and we find out their franchise values go up 10 to 15%. So franchise's value went up five, $600 million. With the Cowboys' value of their franchise went up like $400 million. Every franchise value, 14% on average. That's $400 million. Your franchise went up in value $400 million. And you get a new TV deal, but you have any money for the players. The, the only way this is going to work, players, your leverage is, hey, man, you know that money that you cut out of the cap? Listen, we're not going to play week one, but we'll find you. Go ahead and find us. We're not going to play. We're not going to play. Now, whatever you want to do with this, I know it's over for this year, but we want the salary cap back to where it was a year ago. And we want that $20 million back that next year, whatever the salary cap is next year. We want th that money that you just took from us. We want it next year. It's what you have to do. And actually, when you think about it, it should be more than that. Tom Brady's right. You better get down and you better get dirty. And this is the only remedy. Oh, well, we'll get them the next collective bargaining agreement. No, you won't. That never happens. Here's what happens. The owners sit around players, threaten them. The owners sit around and say, we can just be patient and we can we can wait. Actually, the title of this podcast should be The Waiting Game. Packers played it perfectly as an organization, and the owners play it perfectly with the players. Owners are going to sit around and say, we'll wait. We're going to stick it to you this time. Okay. We're going to take marijuana testing off the table. And all of a sudden, the player's like, well, yeah, okay. Okay. What else do you want? Well, we, we want, hmm... We want more share of the pie. Okay. Because the owners know that if they give you a 6% increase 
in the salary cap and the values of the franchises go up 15%, 6%, 7% on $150 million is what? Let's do the math here. The salary cap goes up $15 million and the value of my franchise goes up $200 million. I'm always going to clear you out. Always. They know the value of their franchise are going to continue to climb. So as long as the rate of the value of the franchise goes up 15% and your salary cap goes up 6%, I'm good. Oh, on top of that, the trump card that the owners have, that's why we'll wait till the next. Let's say the players were really mad and they were going to stick it to the owners. We're just not going to play any games. We're going to stick it to you. We're going to hold out. Okay, let's say if they even had the will to do that, which they don't. I'll explain that in a second. Let's say that they do that. The NFL contracts through television rights, Fox, CBS, NBC, ESPN, those are guaranteed. So let's say you don't play. They still get paid. And they just showed you last year that they don't need your butts in the seats to make money. The franchise's values went up across the board. The most expendable thing in all of this as of right now are fans in stands. Not fans at home. You need to be able to consume the product. But fans in stands, you're expendable. How else would you explain franchises going up 15%? That's how much TV money is involved. It's not that you're disliked or you're not warranted or you're not needed. It's the value of TV deals have gotten so high. That even your $80, $90, $150 ticket pale in comparison. One person in their house with a TV ratings box, a Nielsen box, is more valuable than five-pack stadiums. It's the truth. It's the truth. And now, even, even even if you're the players and you did hold out, they get their money. But what happens? Week one, week two, even if you had... 50%, 50%, if you had 80% of the league that were fiscally responsible, 20% is not going to be. Look at the COVID vaccine shots. Look at Kirk Cousins. I'm just going to stay away from people. <laughs> okay, good luck with that. Good luck with that one. It's not feasible. So Tom Brady's right. And if the NFL players are really mad and they're furious about their salary cap going down $20 million while the owners made billions didn't lose any value, made more money. Hey, you got to take a pay cut because we're in financial ruin here. Oh, my franchise value went up $500 million. Thank you for that pay cut. Thank you for that pay cut. It's like a company, and I've worked for companies like this, that we just don't have the money, man. We just don't have the money. I can't. We don't have the money for that. We just don't. And then all of a sudden, the CEO of the company's in Aruba. Hmm. Uh, Okay. Well, he's earned that. No, no, no. You can argue semantics all you want. Facts. (laughs) Facts. <laughs> Billionaires cry in poverty. If the franchise's value are the players, you never can trust them. Can't. Why, why should you? The only thing that you can trust is cash. The only thing. Okay. Uh, lastly, Team US. Hey, what about that? You know, I've done a couple podcasts since the Olympics started. And, you know, the animosity and anger towards Team USA you know, kneeling, booing, wanting people to lose. To me, it's sad, sad, but there is a little sliver here that just shows you that those people aren't patriotic. If you really are upset because female shot putter discus thrower doesn't stand at attention during the national anthem, fine, fine. Team USA baseball's in the gold medal game. They haven't protested. They haven't done anything. Where's your adoration for them? 
it's easier to hate somebody than to love them. It's easier to hate a team than to love a team. It is. More people root against a team than for a team. I want to see them get beat. I don't care. How many times in sports do you hear people say, I don't care as long as it's not that team. I just want to see that team lose. Watch Kentucky and Duke in basketball in March Madness. I just want to see them get beat. Again, a lot easier to hate a team, hate an athlete, than love one. But the animosity towards certain members of Team USA and then the baseball teams in the gold medal game, eh. Oh, really? Huh. Okay, Team USA is going for golden baseball. They've been nothing but patriotic. Bunch of no-name guys from the minor leagues sticking it out and from college, and here they have a chance to win a gold medal. We haven't had baseball in the Olympics in what? What has it been, 16 years? We have a chance to win a gold medal, and nobody cares. What, you're too focused on what? There's nothing else going on. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game's taking place, but what's going on? Well, it's because it's so late at night. All right. (laughs) Okay. Then how do you know those athletes are booing? Or how do you know those athletes are kneeling? What, the track and field competition is taking place during the day? No. You find something that you hate rather than finding something that you love. Or that you can wrap your arms around. You should be able to wrap your around Team USA basketball too. Kevin Durant, who people love to rip on. And like, I get it. He left the Thunder and went out to Golden State on a championship already built team caliber team and won a couple NBA titles. And then he went to Brooklyn to play with his buddy and then got James Harden out there. I get it. But this team, USA basketball team lost three games, lost right at the beginning of the Olympics to France. Going to have to play him again in the gold medal game. Kevin Durant's kind of looked around and said, you know what? Look around the NBA. We know what LeBron's legacy is. Is it completely written yet? No, but when it's all said and done, LeBron stays healthy the next two years. He'll pass Carl Malone. He'll pass Kareem. Um, he'll be the all-time NBA leading scorer. He'll have five titles or so under his belt. We know what his legacy is. We look around at the rest of the league. Steph's Curry's legacy. Not completely written, but it's 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 almost there. Kevin Durant's legacy is what? A guy that left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State and won a couple titles. He's looking around going, you know what? Let's add this. Come on, Team USA. I'm a back. Let's go. Kevin Durant is Mr. Olympics. When he passed Carmelo Anthony for career points scored, and that was just a cumulative thing where kind of Carmelo just kind of hung around and played on a bunch of different teams. When he played on three or four different teams, Kevin Durant didn't just play on three or four different teams. The last two Olympics, he's been the guy, and this year he's been the Incredible Hulk. It's Kevin Durant's Olympic team. That's the legacy out of this. By the way, shouldn't you be embracing this team too? Are these guys kneeling? These guys played. Think about the guys. that There's nobody that you should love more than Team USA basketball. No team you should love more than. Think about what these guys did. They played in a bubble that ended last. Geez, it's hard to even remember when this ended. When the bubble ended. Last fall? Late last fall in the NBA? So LeBron James wins the title late in the fall. A couple months later, they start the season up again. They play a shortened season where they squeeze more games in. But this goes all the way past the 4th of July. Um, Milwaukee wins a title. Then you've got guys that played in the finals, that played in the postseason, that turn right around and and play again. I mean, think about where we were. You know, a year and... It's hard to believe now. Just a year ago. Just a year ago, we were playing the Lakers NBA championship season. Three months ago, we were playing the Bucks championship season. And today we're in the Olympics. These guys have been playing a, a, a shortened season COVID boom in a bubble away from their families. Boom, bounce right back, play a shortened NBA season all the way past the 4th of July. Boom, turn around the Olympics. They love their country, don't they? 
They love being a part of this, don't they? Shouldn't they be embraced? I think so. So t- Team USA, it's, you know, you can hate all you want. Nobody should be embraced more than Team USA basketball and Team USA baseball. But you don't care. Why? Eh, it's easy to hate minority kneeling woman. Oh, look at that gymnast. She had a physical ailment that led to a mental ailment. Let's hate her. USA? Or US hate? Because that's what you are. Oh, bunch of haters. You're right, but it's sad. Harpod Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, radio uh, network. Follow, share, subscribe, like at Harpon Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Harpon Sports, the Facebook page, Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel. And there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.